In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good evening, Cleveland. I'm here with Jack Duffin. Jack, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Um, you've been pestering me for a while to jump on the podcast. So uh, now we've got some news. Um, yeah, let, let's, let's run through it. There, there's loads to talk about. First of all, we'd like to apologise for Ian not being on the podcast. However, he chose to take a picture with his wife in a Steelers jersey. And we thought that's a one-week instant ban on coming on the podcast. Yeah, he's on the naughty step. So, uh, no, we'll see from him in the future. But, uh, yeah, it, it didn't feel right to allow him on the podcast this week. No, so uh, he's got a choice, really. He either cancels the wedding or refuses to pose in any pictures with a Steeler jersey in the future. Interestingly, though, Jack, I was at a protest yesterday, Black Lives Matters. We're not going to get political, but there was a Steelers jersey in the crowd, 84 Brown. Did you use the opportunity of all like everything going on just to run up and hit them? No, I, I didn't, no. <laughs> I, 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 do you know what? I like the uh, Steelers brown one because they always put the S to make it brown. So that was good. But breaking news, there's 84 days left until the season starts. Jack, do you think there's going to be any preseason games? So the talk at the moment is they're probably going to cut it to two preseason games. Um, so no, no official decision has been made yet. Um, obviously, joint practices have been cancelled and things like that. But I, I think that would be sensible at the end of the day. Teams would probably enjoy more preseason training time and give them more time working with the players, less focus on sort of games. And they don't get that much from these games. So, yeah, give them the extra days training, less travel. Um, I think that's a win-win all round. If there's only two preseason games, how much do you think Baker will play? One half? Yeah, I'd say play maybe the first half of the first one and maybe the first quarter of the second one or the first drive of the second one. So uh, I don't think he'd play that much. Um, at the end of the day, they know what he is and it's getting all the reps in practice that is more important. Getting OBJ, Landry there, um, Hooper, Njoku. Um, there's talk for actually Kareem Hunt potentially being the third wide receiver this season for the Browns. So, uh, no, it's uh, all go, go, go. Yeah, but is this, is this like the same as Duke Johnson talk, though, you know? Well, it's actually one of the coaches coming out of it. So I, I think he's definitely in with a shot of it. Um, I'm not saying he's the favourite by any chance, but if you're going to play a slot wide receiver, the advantage you've got is you can motion him and then you can drop him in as a wide receiver. So a team might match up against you thinking, hey, we're matching up against two running backs, and suddenly Kareem Hunt is playing sort of a full-backy role. He's actually breaking out as a wide receiver. So um, I think we're going to see a lot more motion. We're going to see a lot more play action passing um, because any head coach that isn't using that is a Muppet. And uh, Kevin's fancy smart. So looking forward to seeing smart things. If there was a gun to your head, Jack, Higgins or Hunt as your third receiver, who do you go with? Uh, I go Higgins because I really like Higgins. Um, I think he's got great chemistry with Baker and I think he can do a lot more further downfield. Um, but I, I definitely, I, I love the idea of more motion 
more that sort of stuff. So I'm, I'm not opposed to it. How do you feel about Hooper as our third wide receiver versus Higgins? I think you'd probably see um, Njoku as the third wide receiver and leave Hooper as the tight end. Um, just because I think you'd probably see neither is great at blocking, but I think you'd see slightly more. But hey, I, I would love to see that mix. I think you're going to see pretty much a base of Chubb, OBJ, Landry, and Hooper. And then you're just going to rotate that fifth player. You might have Janovich, the fullback. You might have Hunt as a second running back. You might have Higgins as a uh, third wide receiver. You might have um, Njoku as a second tight end. You've got four different weapons that you can put in there and mix it around. But I think the base of those four will be pretty much set for most snaps. Excellent. Well, some news today or this week was uh, Cam Newton linked with the Browns. What's your views on that, Jack? It's just not happening. If we didn't have um, Keenum signed, then, hey, I'd be up for doing that as long as it's reasonable, get him in. Um, you're betting there on the upside. Um, ideally, neither, neither backup quarterback is going to play because Baker's going to be fine. Um, but it's a bet I would definitely make and look to do if Baker wasn't, sorry, if Keenum wasn't signed. But with Keenum here, I can't see it. What about you? Yeah, it just makes no sense. Um, what do you think it cost to join for a year? I don't know what he's looking for. Um, I think he would take a much cheaper price if it came with the opportunity. So if he could go to a team like in New England where he's got a really, really good shot of playing, then I think he'd take a much cheaper number. Um, 15 come... million a year or no way? No, I don't think he'd be anywhere near that. I think you would be near the 5 million mark probably. Really? Yeah, because there's the injury concerns, there's everything going on. I don't think he'll sign for a team until they can get the doctors on him and really feel confident that he is the guy. Wow. And probably a little bit longer rehabbing is going to work better for him. Because, like, Case Keenum's what? Costing us eight million a year? Is that no? Six, six million a year. Six. Yeah, six million a year. Yeah. Here's a question then for you Would you prefer to have Case Keenum or Cam Newton as your backup quarterback? I would take Cam Newton. Um, the ceiling is much higher, um, and that's what you're betting on as backup. You don't want a backup coming in at any point, but if one comes in, you don't want slow and steady. You want someone that's got a chance to prove miraculous. Um, so, yeah, I bet on the upside all day long. Got you, got you. Okay, well, um, uh, other news. You've been reading, doing some articles, mate. Yeah, so we were linked to Jamal Adams this week. Um, well, every team trending actually, weren't we? Yeah, every team in the NFL was linked to him. Um, it, someone even changed the Wikipedia page I saw because um, I went to look something up and it said he was a Cleveland Brown, <laughs> which made me laugh. Um, we, we always seem to have the fans that are most active when it comes to Wikipedia pages. Um, as soon as we're linked to anyone, it changes instantly. So um, no, the, for me. I don't, I don't want to do it. And there's five different reasons. I wrote the article. Go over to the, uh, the dogland.com, our good friends, uh, Jack McCurry and Anthony Jokey's site. So one is the cost you'd have to give up. The talk is a first and a third round pick. So you're basically giving away all of our, if not most of our draft capital in the next year's draft. And the issue is there's five key positions in the NFL when it comes to the draft. You've got a pass rusher. Next year, we've only got Miles Garrett. Everyone else gone in terms of starter. Vernon's gone. So we need one of those. Quarterback. I love Baker. Baker's got upside, but let's 
be sensible. If you're giving away your first round pick next year, you don't want to end up like the Bears were when they gave away their first round pick for Mac. Um, and then they were stuck because they couldn't replace Trubisky. So I keep the options open there. Then you've got wide receiver. We've only got two starting wide receivers signed for next year. So, hey, one of those might get traded. So that, that's another position. Left tackle, right tackle. We don't know about Chedrick Wills yet. It could be a bomb year. So that's risky. And you've obviously got injuries on Conklin. And then cornerback. We've got upside, we've got potential, but we definitely need another corner. So for me to give away a first and third round pick, that's a risky business and uh, one that's too expensive. In terms of contract value, if you're signing him, you're bringing him in, what you're giving away is those two cheap rookie deals. And we're moving into a spell where we're going to need that money because at the moment we've got loads of cheap players, Miles, Baker, two perfect examples. And that allows us to pay like OBJ, pay Vernon, pay Landry, pay Conklin, pay Richardson, pay Trey, pay Hooper, and really go after free agents. The issue is once you pay those guys, you can't go and pay more free agents. You're having to pay your own guys. And that will mean we need to replace them with cheap guys. So we can't give away a first and a third round pick in the same year because that's going to leave a short. Cost the extension. Signing Jamal Adams, you're extending him. That's a massive amount of money. So if you're paying him, where's that money coming from? Is that Miles' money you're giving it to him? Is it Denzel Ward's money you're giving to him? You've obviously got to say no to somebody. So that's the question. And for me, I'm happy with those three guys. The other one, the fourth one is star power doesn't really matter on defense. So Eric Eager wrote a piece for PFF, which basically said and looked at, are you better having two or three stars on your defense or is it better to have 11 good to great players? And he saw the depth wins nearly every time. So it's one where we're better adding lots of pieces. We've got a nice young secondary coming with Ward, Greedy and Delpit. Let's add one, two more pieces to that that would put you in a much better position than trading um, just for Jamal Adams, which overall costs you about four players in terms of contract um, and picks. And the fifth part is there's loads of safeties in free agency. Look at 2020, Rashad Jones, Devin McCourty, Jimmy Ward, Tony Jefferson, Malcolm Jenkins, Eric Reed, Eric Murray, Von Bell, Trey Boston, Ha Ha Clintics, Carl Joseph. 2019, Landon Collins, Adrian Amos, Earl Thomas, Ha Ha Clintics, Lamarcus Joyner, um, Eric Weddle, uh, Morgan Burnett, Trey Boston. There is always safeties. So to give up picks for a safety is nuts. Absolute nuts. So for me, I'm out on Jamal Adams. If I was any other team in the NFL, I wouldn't be interested either. If you want to invest in safety, wait until free agency comes around. Um, we could have the guy that we were linked to from Minnesota. Name is escaping me at the moment. Do you remember Paul? Who is the Minnesota? Um, oh, no, it's, it's off the top of my head. Um, linked with a safety with the Browns. They gave him the franchise tag. Um, who knows? He was one of the best safeties in the NFL. He's not signed a deal yet. There's Simmons at the um, Denver. I don't think signed a deal yet. So both of those guys are potentially available. So it's one that both teams are trying to get a deal done, but it's no guarantee. So if we were that desperate, hey, guys, you can spend big on a safety and you haven't given up a single pick. So uh, don't rush into it. Jamal Adams isn't for us. Where do you stand? Obviously, that was a, uh, a long old one. Where do you stand on yeah. them, Paul? The one thing that I'd say is, you know, 
you're giving up a first round pick and a third, but you are getting some guarantees that you are getting a first round NFL player, if that makes sense. So you are getting that. You know, we say sometimes, oh, it's 50-50 chance the first round is going to be successful. So, yeah, I, I uh, agree. Is it Harris? Yep, that's the one. Uh, Anthony Harris. Harrison Smith. No? Anthony Harris. Anthony Harris, that's it, yeah. Um, yeah, but I think we go back to the Sashi Brown. You're like this masterpiece, the one-page document. Um, tackles, quarterbacks. And cornerbacks, I think they were the three positions you go for. As he doesn't sit as one of them, then, yeah, let's not get too excited, I think. Well, yeah, and if if they can't do a deal to trade him, and then in a year's time they're looking to dump him for maybe a third rounder because that's, they're just going to get their sort of pick a year early in, um, what's it called? Um uh, compensation pick, then that's the sort of time I'm on the phone. I'm going, hey guys, we'll take it because they might not be able to offload him or they might not want to offload him and still hope for a deal down the road. So um, at the end of the day, I, I keep in touch. The Browns have done a really good job, this front office, of sort of being around every single trade and sort of keeping their nose in it, every free agency deal, um, knowing the price and deciding when to strike. Um, but no, I, I think it's one that you could readdress it in the future, but for first and third, I'm not interested. If we get to a third, then, hey, that's the sort of time I'll pick up the phone and I would love to have him on my team. Um, I've got no issue paying him, but that comes with other implications that you're getting rid of. And, yeah, we can do that. I, I think with um, Woods wanting to play nickel and dime as a base, hey, more safeties the better. We're going to need to add more um, and you can get an absolute stud there. I tell you what, it's absolutely crazy because now mid-June or end of June, we'd be like 10 days into the minicamp by now. Yeah, there'll be loads going on. Um, we'd, we'd have shows coming out of our ears, um, all the rumours on roster projections, and uh, there's none of it. It's, uh, it's eerie silence. So there's one more article I've got coming out tomorrow. It's basically what I've spent my whole weekend doing. Sounds quite sad, but uh, I came up with a question. Didn't think it would take too long to answer and then spent one and a half days on it. So the question I was begun with was, what's the sort of track record of paying these rookie quarterbacks since the 2011 NFL draft? And what have they gone on to produce? And I basically looked at all of them. There's, there's about 10, nine or 10. And after they've got paid, was it a good deal? Did it help the team? progress on to that next level and compete for Super Bowls. Um, so we've got names, we've got Cam Newton, we've got Andy Dalton, we've got Colin Kaepernick, Andrew Luck, um, trying to remember some of the other ones. There's loads of them in there. Um, obviously, two more recent ones, Wentz Goff, um, have got more recently paid. So what I sort of did was look at loads of advanced metrics, loads of advanced stats, stuff from PFF, stuff from... Um, air yards, stuff relating to completion percentage over expected. And when I started writing the piece, the main question I was searching for was, what does Baker have to do in 2020 for us to pay him in the 2021 offseason? Because I've spoke to you many a time. People know that I'm really keen on wrapping up players early and getting that deal done. 
I'm now in a position where I believe it would be irresponsible and dangerous to sign Baker to an extension after this year. I think you have to give him the fourth year because getting that decision wrong to extend Baker, if he's only a sort of top 11 to top 19 QB, could have a detrimental impact on the franchise for the next four years. Whereas waiting that extra year and seeing if he's a top 10 quarterback or not is something this front office has to do. Have you looked at the discount rate we would get him if we offer him an extension in this year versus next year? Yeah, the discount rates are marginal in the grand scheme of it. it. In other positions, you can really sort of see a value. But with the NFL quarterback market, the difference between sort of a Tom Brady discount, which is a massive discount compared to other quarterbacks in the past, I think PFF worked out was equal to like Dexter Lawrence, who's a defensive tackle. So nothing in the grand scheme of it. Um, so it's not one where it really matters. You've got two distinctions with the quarterbacks. You've either got a veteran deal where everyone's pretty much paid the same amount, or you've got a rookie deal where everyone's pretty much paid the same amount. I'd say probably 30 um, quarterbacks of the 32 probably sit into that group. Um, there might be the odd exception. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but um, more or less everyone sits in one of those two. And so you, in one or the other, if you're going to pay him that veteran deal, he's got to be a top 10 quarterback. And we don't know that yet with Baker. Um, he wasn't the top 10 in his first year. He certainly wasn't the top 10 in his second year. Um, let's give him four years. The only way you're sort of considering it for me is if he performs on Mahomes-style level next year. But then, honestly, I think you've got no harm in waiting and making sure he does it in year four. Um, either way, Mahomes is going to get paid and the quarterback market is going to explode again. So um, that's going to happen before we'll ever get a chance to extend Baker. Um, it might happen at the end of this offseason when they know sort of the knock-on of the sort of salary cap and COVID expenses. But uh, no, for me, there's no way you extend Baker next year. And that's something we can push that cost down the road and then really address it then. But I came into it really almost working out what is it going to take to get him paid. And I came to the conclusion, you can't pay the guy after one good year, one poor year. And even if it's an elite year, that's not enough on tape for me. So let's do four years. Got plenty of time. Loads of quarterbacks. You wait till the fourth year anyway. So uh, there's no pressure on paying him early. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see Baker this year. He seems to be very focused off social media, off advertising, keeping himself to himself. This is the classic underdog that I want to see from Cleveland Browns. I, I never wanted to see Odell sign and, you know, choo-choo, here comes the hype train. So, um, yeah, everything that Cleveland doing behind the scenes really excites me. Jack, last question from me is, what are you most excited about this up-and-coming season, seeing the most? Well, the dream is uh, obviously Dallas, uh, Browns at Dallas in uh, their, their stadium, but uh, I can't see it happening. If I'm going to be honest, I, I think games are going to be behind closed doors in this season. So the thing I'm most excited to see is what Stefanski does. I want to see a load of uh, play-action passes. I want to see just – I want to lead the lead, lead 
the league in play action passes. And I think that will excel. I just want to see the offense go off. Don't really care about what happens on defense. Not going to lie, guys, it don't really matter. But if we can crack it on offense, then wow, it's going to be phenomenal. And I think it's one where I don't worry too much about the start of the season because they're obviously not had time to bring in this new offense and teach it. That second half of the season, I want to see our offense firing in all cylinders and competing for this is a top five offense in the NFL. That's where I, that's why I'm excited and want to see. What about you, Paul? It sounds really bizarre, but just missing first downs and it sounds stupid, but like, you know, like, okay, first down, second down, third down. Okay, we're going for it. We're going for a boom, first down. You know, I, I, it's been too long, really. It just feels like nothing's happening in the world, in the NFL world at the moment. And I maybe have to start watching some old seasons because I don't want to say I've lost a passion but or anything. It just feels like no one's talking about NFL at all on any platform. And... I can just imagine myself now being drunk somewhere watching the Browns and being all happy again. And just doing this podcast again just like makes me forget how much I enjoy it. So, uh, yeah, come on. Come on, America. Let's get going. Let's show some uh, online training or something for us to talk about at least. No, I certainly feel the same way. I usually listen to sort of three to five hours of podcasts every day. The fact that we're in lockdown, I'm not commuting, so I'm not listening to podcasts. And um, it, it's it's crazy how that sort of changed. And yeah, the idea there'll be so much going on. I'll be checking my phone every morning, being like, oh, what's happening in the NFL? And now I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. And that, that, it just feels weird. And yeah, I can't wait for it to come back. It's the only sport that I genuinely enjoy watching on TV. So uh, that is going to be massive when I, I can sit back and just watch it with a dog. There'll be a dog by the time the season starts. Is the dog going to have a Browns name? Hell no. The dog is going to be named after the greatest Frenchman to ever walk the earth. I'm trying to think of all the French players that played for the Cleveland Browns. If you're listening to this podcast, can you think of any French players to play for the Cleveland Browns? If so, let us know. Yeah, hopefully there'll be some random obscure Frenchman called Claude that's played for the Cleveland Browns and then that'll make you happy. <laughs> He's right, getting okay. called well, Jack... Claude regardless. Well, Jack, it's great to catch up. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, let's do this more often. Obviously, hopefully we get some news. Hopefully, Ian's not messing around with his wife. He's wearing a Steelers jersey. And uh, yeah, we just need some more Browns in our lives, you know, just just far too quiet at the moment. Yeah, no, uh, fully agree with you there. Um, guys, if you listen to this on Monday, please, please, please go check out that article. It's a big read. It's 5,000 words. So set aside some time to do it. But uh, I promise you it will be worthwhile. Um, there is a lot of interesting stuff. I learned stuff researching it. So I uh, hope you guys will learn stuff. Um, if you've got any questions, any ideas about articles I should write next, hit me up at Jack Duffin on Twitter. Um, DM's always open if you want to DM rather than tweet at me. But uh, no, where can people check you out, Paul? Loads going on on Instagram. Fantastic work cooking as well. Something we haven't mentioned on the show. Um, how many meals have you now cooked for the NHS workers? 3,500 meals for the NHS. But I don't want you to go to Instagram. I don't want you to go to Twitter. TikTok. Paul Brown underscore UK TikTok. I, I'm not young enough to use TikTok so uh, I'm going to pass on that but uh, yeah you can check him out on Instagram and Twitter as well he's a good follower wherever you find him 
Excellent. All right, buddy, you take care. You take care too, buddy, and hopefully we'll see you next week. Go Browns. Go Browns.